1: Fast Money starts right now. Live from the Nasdaq market Site, overlooking New York City's Times Square. I'm Melissa Lear. Traders on the desk are Tim Seymour, David Sieberg, Brian Kelly, and Gaia Adami. Tonight on Fast, forget about Bitcoin. Its biggest rivals are surging to new highs this week, including Ripple. But if you're not sure what the heck Ripple even is, don't worry. We've got a deep dive. Plus, BK will show you how to buy it. Plus, Netflix is heading to the red carpet with its most Globe and Golden Globe nominations ever for its hit shows like Stranger Things and The Crown. What could be a winning night mean for the stock? We've got those details. And later, the big banks with a tepid start to the year, and the chart master sees something in the chart that could spell big trouble ahead, will tell you how to profit. But first, we start off with stocks at record highs. The Dow surging more than 200 points, well past 25,000, closing at an all-time high. And one of the best-performing Dow stocks this week, Dow DuPont. Behind technology, in fact, material stocks are the second best performing sector in the new year, adding to a strong end to 2017, a sign that the global rally is really catching fire. And this is commodities are rising. The dollar is falling. In fact, one could call it a material oh, world. Oh, there she is. Yes. Check out some of these moves in the past <laughs> month. Freeport mcmoran up 41 percent, Nucor up 18, CF Industries up 17 percent, Mosaic up 13 percent. So is this the beginning of the global reflation trade? If it is... What's the best way to play this move? Tim, you've been
0: all over this. Well, this is an extension of the global mm-hmm. inflation trade because, again, this, this really started in March of 2016, and you kind of had a double bottom for a lot of these assets. Then some of them back in December um, after we kind of got through the elections and people questioned, you certainly got it for emerging markets. Uh, the places I think you can still play, there's a little bit of a back to the future. We're getting some old Madonna tunes. Why not, you know, um, some Huey Lewis? But, but I think if you look at Brazil, look at the move we've seen in Bali. Look at the move we've seen in Petrobras. These are companies that are run a little different. A lot of people are getting overweight Brazil again. Uh, and I do think in the case, especially of Petrobras, this is a slightly different company than the one you invested in. And in the case of Vali, um, look at what's going on with coke and coal prices, uh, which are a major component to steel. Steel prices right now uh, are rising for, I think, both the right reasons and because of the political kind of anxiety that's going on. We're definitely pushing back on China, who's been sending steel to Vietnam, getting it re-tagged and sending it over here. That's not happening. Uh, we're also seeing actually China shopping around the world for higher grade steel. To show that there really is demand and they're not cut enough, I think Ag has lagged, and I do think that that's a very good trade. I'm long mosaic. In fact, I'm long all of those names other than Nucor, and I still own U.S. Steel. Guy, since this is first of all, I thought that was Cindy Lauper, Lauper, but since, <laughs> since this is, is an name a is...
2: no, I knew it was Madonna. But since it's an '80s theme, I mean, Tim's got rocking the eight, 1988 vest right there. Look at that thing. You gotta man. get back. That in is a time. good look. <laughs> no oh, singing. But kudos to Tim. Listen, Tim Power Pitch. You at Power Pitch. Yes. Passage, yeah, that please. too. U.S. Steel earlier this year, I think the stock was trading in the high teens. Look at it now, and you'll say <laughs> maybe it's run out of gas, and there's it the is, flame. You know what?
0: It is extra chilly here on the East Coast, folks. I hope, hopefully, it a sweater vest just – Puts a little warmth in your living room. But you and say, what you, what, well, but you say do. what you want about President Trump.
2: One thing he's, you know, he talked about the steel industry. They brought Wilbur Ross in. There was about a three-month lag, but these stocks, since Mr. Ross has gotten in, have been off to the races. I still think there's room to the upside in U.S. Steel report at the end of the month. Big short interest in the name. Wouldn't be surprised if it traded to and took out the highs we saw in 2014. And David is here, and I say this, I'm not asking you to comment on this, but... Cowen upgraded this stock about a month and a half two months ago from underperformed to market perform it's just a matter of time before more analysts have to get outperformed on this stock guy has got
3: a memory like a steel try your memory's incredible oh, like, you're, you're right do. and I say you stick with the steel names I think the steel names continue to work STLD I prefer over letter steel S dynamics I think steel dynamics actually is a name although a very very crowded trade I mean this has been really the darling of the space these tens, these names tend to overshoot you know, on, on positive sort of momentum and undershoot on negative momentum. But there could be another 25 to 30% move higher in some of these steel names. So wow. I think you stay with the steel names wow. until the narrative changes. Don't forget, That's China, a lot of China well, is curb curbing. China is curbing. Still. They're going after this environmental. That I mean, that, this seems, trade that, seems, that seems pretty aggressive. 25 to 30%. Here's what I'll say. More? I don't think you take your foot off the accelerator on steel names at okay. all until the narrative changes. And right now... Well, again, I agree with that. I don't know if it gets
4: 25 or 30%. I would prefer to Tim. He's had the hot hands so hot that he had to rip his sleeves off. So, you know, that that's what I would can, go with. Can there. we get a show would, that, that fireplace again? Because I think there. people
0: are cold in America I mean, right you, now. You, you I mean, can't you really be that are. hot and have sleeves. That's all I know. Yeah. Well, you're right. Um, yeah. uh, the one thing I say, and I say it a lot, is I think you buy commodities when they're running. This is partly David's point. The thing that's interesting here is at the highs, people are very, very chilly and warming <laughs> by the fire. But also, you know, it's amazing how people have been able to change their views because of price action. And right. I know that right. it's not because of price action, but it's very clear we're seeing upgrades by analysts that we're downgrading at the lows. And I think you need to be careful. I, I think you need to trade some of these things aggressively because I think you get plenty of opportunities to get back in. Um,
1: aggressively, meaning on a run.
0: Well, for example. I trade I, I, I trade I, tra- I traded out of cliffs today, um, uh-huh. CLF, which is a position I've been trading back and forth. It, this may be a breakout level, and I may be very, you know, frustrated that I traded out of it. But although I've been trading it between six fifty and seven seventy five, uh, we cleared through that, and I think you fade a little bit. I think I'll get it back.
1: The whole reignition, though, the the reflation trade. That I mean, that reflects what's going on globally here, right? Yes. There's more right. Of an look at the right now well, the There's emerging markets, yeah. manufacturing. Yeah, right. But also
4: remember, we have we have the potential for infrastructure spending coming in this country. Hmm. So you can even broaden that out and look at what's happening with John Deere or right. look what's happening with CAT Tractor. Those are other ways to play this, and I, I still think those have room to
3: run. The steel names, ge- I mean, also the pollution control sort of constraints that they have put on there to sort of, like, rein in it a little bit. The higher quality steel, which Tim talked about, them going after, you look at it, see so the pricing has just increased dramatically. LNG, look at LNG. If the coal consumption or coal burn starts to de- degrade, LNG could be actually the play to look at here from the standpoint of taking advantage of, because gas will be what they'll, they'll use to, to uh, you know, to, to heat.
1: I have a question you know, here right. at we this point in the conversation, okay. right? Because we we've been... Not we, but there's been a great focus on technology, and the run the technology has had in this very young new year, mm-hmm. best performing sector. It's up what four percent or so on the Nasdaq, mm-hmm. right here, right now. Technology or oh, materials? So
2: you're playing. You're a, the, you're a, you're a playing. Would you rather? But you masked it in a, I've got a question. Yeah, Is I do. A question. Did? Would you rather? Right. <laughs> uh, materials or technology? Mm. In that broader scope, materials would be my answer, Melissa Lee. Really? Yeah, well, yes, yeah. because technology is a it's a very it's, it's, wide swath and there's true. some there's some troubling stories as well as good stories. Materials seem to have uh tailwind right Embedded now. Embedded
1: in that answer is is it a belief that there will be somewhat of a rotation out of technology or even a trimming of positions just because that position may have gotten so big in one's portfolio. Think
2: that analysts to Tim's point, I think that analysts
1: are behind the curve in terms
2: of materials. Uh-huh. They're going to have to catch up. I yeah. think in tech, they're already on the curve. But also
4: remember, what's, if you are getting global reflation, which this trade is, then rates are going higher, which could hurt some of the high P.E. stocks, which t- tech would
1: be. I have a question for you. Hi, Mel. So You're to also wearing a we I'm also today. vesting. We're both wearing vests. So you know, I, I warm, believe we have a weather. special thing going on. Um, A question for you, materials or emerging markets? Oh.
0: Um, right. In, in many cases, you had difficulty extracting the two. Um, I, I'd probably say emerging markets. Um, and, and I think, again, you're going to get an opportunity to trade some of this stuff. There's a good part of my position that I traded. In fact, I sold some EEM today at an 83 RSI at, at the top end of a channel. By the way, a channel on the EEM that goes all the way back to where we built this rally in December 22nd of 2016. You've right. been able to trade that range. But EM um, I think, is the largest beneficiary. I think EM banks are one of the most interesting places to be Let's here.
1: talk about day now. What did you do well, today, EEM,
3: e- e- sticking with that trade, I think EEM for the very short period, if you compare materials, I, I would prefer to own EEM longer term. So for the next quarter or so, maybe two quarters, I think materials for the near term, for the next several weeks, you stick with the material trade. But I added to the EEM trade.
1: Okay, I was waiting for the
3: I, know, the I had to get answer to, it. to I had my to get question. To it.
4: How about you? What did you Well, say? so my final trade last night was EWZ, and that's where I put my money where my mouth is. And that again goes into your emerging markets, goes into your um, into your materials trade in a sense. I actually think I, I like these a little bit better than I do the materials, only because they've been somewhat beaten down relative mm. uh, to the materials. So I think there's a better opportunity with like Brazil or the emerging market type
2: of thing. Continue to beat the drum quickly. Look at Boeing. I mean, look at the move in Boeing today. After the move that it's had, I mean, that stock was up. I think $12. Now, granted, now it's a $300 stock. That's not as big as it used to be, but this stock has been basically going one way along with the rest of the industrials. So, to the materials, I think you still have the industrials working for you as well.
1: And outside of what you do with Cliffs?
0: Yeah, I, I've been slowly adding to Semex. I've been slowly adding to, to Mosaic. I've been slowly adding to um, BHP, kind of Rio Tinto. These are diversified miners. Um, Brian brought up Brazil. By the way, that index used to be all about Petrobras and Valley. Now the heaviest weights are Banco Itaú and Banco Bredesco, so mm, ITUB and BBD. So they've changed their colors a little bit over there. Alright, coming up,
1: it's the ripple effect, one of the large largest cryptocurrencies out there is surging this week. So what is it? How do you buy it? Brian Kelly will break it all down next. Plus, it's the Olympics of healthcare The largest conference of the year kicks off on Monday, and there are three stocks you need to know about right now going into it. We'll tell you what they are. And later, Netflix goes Hollywood this weekend at the Glo- Golden Globes going in with a record nine nominations. Could a big win send the stock soaring? We've got all those details. Much more Fast Money right after this break. Welcome back to Fast Money. The crypto craze continues as some of Bitcoin's biggest rivals like Ripple and Ethereum are surging and gaining on the crypto king. You might call it the Ripple effect. Ooh. That is right. And we've now got the Ripple bug. You can see it right there and track the price on the left corner of your TV screen. But wait, what is Ripple? CNBC's Seema Modi joins us now to explain. Seema.
5: Hi, Melissa. All right, Ripple has literally been ripping higher, up 40,000% in the last 12 months, ranking second to Bitcoin in terms of market cap among the cryptos. At $117 billion, Ripple has a larger market cap than 43 companies on the S&P 500. Big names like Goldman Sachs, Nike, Netflix, and even the largest private company, Uber. Ripple is building a payments platform for major banks and it's already got a consortium of banks in Japan testing out its network. Other users include Bank of America and Spain's Banco Santander, and earlier today, the company tweeting out that three of the top five global money transfer companies plan to use XRP, Ripple's product, in payment flows in 2018. Now, Michael Morrow, CEO of Genesis Global Trading, telling me he's seen a lot of interest just this week from institutional investors, close to $100 million in three days in Ripple volume, though most of the demand has been driven by South Korea, which makes up about 30 percent of Ripple's transactional volume. While Ripple has benefited from the hype and overall interest surrounding Bitcoin, there are some differences. Unlike Bitcoin, which is open source and supported by a global community, Ripple lives on a centralized network and is managed by a team in California that is led by a former Yahoo executive named Brad Garlinghouse. The price is also a major difference. Bitcoin around $16,000, uh, Ripple just below $3. Back to you, Melissa.
1: All right. Thank you very much, Seema Modi. So is Ripple the next big breakout coin? And if so, how do you even buy it? Well, fear not, because our very own crypto baller, BK, is here to tell us exactly how to do just that. BK.
4: Yeah, sure. So Ripple has been on an absolute tear. And, and just to add to what Seema talked about, what Ripple really is going after is the SWIFT network or international payment transfer. So what you're talking about here is an upgrade of the international financial system. And that's a very big market. So that's why people are very excited about it. So let's go to uh, Poloniex and figure out how do we buy this here. So here I am. I'm on the Poloniex website. You can see over on this side, here's all the trades that are going on. Remember, cryptocurrencies trade 24-7. This market never sleeps. Okay, so here we have Ripple. You can see these big moves. Now let's scroll down to the order page. Okay, so you can see I can buy Ripple. I can sell Ripple. Here's all my buy orders right down here. Here's all my sell orders. Uh, they're a little bit backwards for your old-school market folks. It's going to drive you crazy like it drives BK. But you know what? still doesn't matter. Here we go. So up here, you can see I've got some BTC up there. I need Bitcoin to buy Ripple. All I have to do is I click on the price that I want to buy. I want to buy it right there. It fills it in. Looks like I'm going to buy about three BTC worth of Ripple. And really simply, all I do, hit the buy button. Boom. Look it. I bought all that Ripple. That's how easy and fast it is. And if you noticed before, I didn't have any Ripple there. Now I do. So now I have about 24,000 Ripple. It's that simple. It's that easy to get into this. Uh, And for me, you know, Ripple is one of those core protocols that will likely be a big part of the digital economy.
1: Yeah, I mean, you seem to mentioned Brad Garlinghouse, but Zoe Cruz, formerly of Morgan Stanley, is also recently added to the board of Ripple, and obviously she was a long time at Morgan Stanley, I think 25 years or so. Um, I have a question, though. Mm -hmm. People are more familiar with Coinbase and how that works. They transfer money into Coinbase, then buy a cryptocurrency. Here you're buying it in Bitcoin. So you have to do that transaction first, transfer the Bitcoin to this, and then buy Ripple, right? That's
4: right. So on the Poloniex website, they don't take U.S. dollar uh, transactions, so you do. You go to Coinbase first, you buy your Bitcoin, then you'll they'll, you'll have a wallet here on Poloniex once you've opened that account up, and then they'll give you you'll get a Bitcoin address. You send your Bitcoin there. Once you have Bitcoin, you can buy anything. And as I scrolled up, I mean, look at how many currencies are out there. Those are all the top ones, and they're trading real volume. I mean, that's thirty-one thousand Bitcoin. That's a lot of money. That's trading in Ripple today.
0: BK, it's Tim. So do you think there's an opportunity to actually arm between these exchanges? I mean, let's let's be clear about um, crypto traders is is they love trading and they love actually some of the inefficiencies of these markets for this very reason. Is that a possibility? It is a possibility. It's a little clunky though.
4: Part of the reason why some of this arbitrage exists is because there are different regulatory environments. For example, if you're in South Korea, it's almost impossible to get money out of South Korea because of the capital controls. So sometimes you'll see that global cross-border arb open up. It's difficult to do. Within exchange or within the U.S. exchanges, let's say you're going Coinbase, Poloniex or something like that, sometimes there is is a chance to do that. But you also have to recognize it also takes a bit to move these things around. Sometimes the exchanges can take an hour or longer to move between coins. Are are you talking
1: to him about ARB within Ripple or ARB like cross- I'm, talking, mean, about, I'm, talking, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about having, or, having three
0: exchanges open at once and oh, actually transacting <clears throat> in one and yeah. selling in okay. the other um, because you've effectively locked in a price. And you can actually see price discrepancies. And you, you do see this, especially because the settlement times also you have an yeah. opportunity to work within that as well.
4: The, the, the best way to do it is to have Bitcoin and, let's say, Ripple at every, each one of those exchanges. Yep. And so that way you don't have to worry about changing between and you just play that arb all day long.
2: BK, could you explain to us home, home gamers like myself, why are they linking themselves to Bitcoin? Why can't you transact in U.S. dollars? Why Bitcoin only?
4: Because if you want a transaction to transact in U.S. dollars, you have to have a money service license and you have to go to every single banking uh, regulator in the U.S. So you have to go to 50 different banking regulators uh, if you want to actually take U.S. dollars. So in this case, Poloniex uh, chose not to do that. So they're simply transacting in Bitcoin. Maybe at some point in time they
3: choose to do that. Hey, BK, it's yeah. Seberg's question. You know, the, the bigger issue here, I think the big bear case on, on Ripple has always been that it's not like other coins. It's not created or mined, essentially. It's, there's a certain amount. Of, there's $100 billion, I think they started with, $30 billion in circulation. So it's company controlled. They can essentially issue or put more, uh, you know, coins into the marketplace, which would create dilution. Is that a big concern or something you're really worried about? Well, it has been a big
4: concern. You're right. Ripple's somewhat controversial here in, in the decentralized world because Ripple is a centralized currency. It was pre-mined 100% by the Ripple company. Now, what they've done to alleviate a lot of those fears is they've locked up a lot of the Ripple that they own, and they're going to slowly meter it out over the next several years. So that has alleviated some of the the, the concern. That being said, purest decentralized uh, coin people, don't necessarily like what Ripple's done. I happen to like the fact that they have several banks using it, and they have a company that is out there trying to make the value of the currency go higher.
1: Last quick question. We saw the run in Ripple on the notion that it would be added to Coinbase, and Coinbase put out the blog saying, no, it's not going to be added. It fell today. What's your guess on whether or not it will be added and what the next currency will be added to Coinbase? So in the long run, I think Ripple gets added to Coinbase. I think it's going to be a
4: while, though, six months plus. Really? Okay. Beeks, thanks for the explainer.
1: Answered a lot of questions tonight. Very interesting. Still ahead, the big banks moving lower today despite the record rally, and the chart master sees something in the charts that could mean big trouble ahead. Oh. I'm Melissa Lee. You're watching Fast Money on CNBC, first in business worldwide. In the meantime, here's what else is coming up on Fast.
4: Bitcoin is on fire again, and it's driving big bets in the options market on one Bitcoin stock in particular. We'll give you the name and tell you how to profit.
3: Plus,
5: you like me right now.
3: Fast is going Hollywood in search of Golden Globe glory and the one stock that might
4: get a boost from this weekend's awards. We'll give you the name when Fast Money returns.
1: Welcome back to Fast Monday. The highly anticipated Golden Globe Awards are this Sunday, and streaming giants are going head-to-head with traditional studios for award season dominance. Julia Borson's in Los
6: Angeles with more. Hi, Julia. Hi, Melissa. Well, HBO always dominates the TV category at the Globes, but this year Netflix is making gains as its $6 billion investment in content last year pays off. It has a record 12 nominations, including two each for the film Mudbound and two each for shows The Crown, Stranger Things, and Master of None. Now, that's up from the five nominations that Netflix drew last year. Streaming competitors Amazon and Hulu each have drawn three nominations. Now, Netflix's nine TV nominations put it second only to HBO which maintains its lead with 12, including six for Big Little Lies. But HBO could face even more competition as Netflix ramps up its content spending to as much as $8 billion this year, with the goal of hitting 50% original content by the end of 2018. And Netflix is investing more in premium content. The stock gaining about 2% today after Netflix announced David Letterman's new series called My Guest Needs No Introduction, which will debut on January 12th, announcing Barack Obama, President Barack Obama, as well as Jay-Z and George Clooney, among other big name guests. The company also announcing this morning that filmmaker Matt Reeves, known as director of two Planet of the Apes movies, as well as Cloverfield, is signing an exclusive multi-year deal with the company. Now, Netflix certainly isn't entirely focused on critical acclaim. It just greenlit a sequel to its big budget movie, Bright. This despite the fact that it was absolutely slammed by critics with a just 28% critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes. But awards acclaim certainly can help draw attention to shows and even potentially some new subscribers for Netflix. Melissa?
1: All right, Julia. Thank you, Julia Borson in Los Angeles c what do you think for Netflix? Look,
3: I I I love I'm very <coughs> bullish on Netflix. I have been very bullish, I should say on Netflix. Right here, like I will say my tune isn't changing, but I'd say it's much more difficult to find the incremental buyer right now in the stock on the institutional side. So, seeing new institutional money roll into Netflix, it's getting well. It's a change. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be. I think they're going to have a great quarter. I think if you look at sort of the season, the holiday season, what's been selling, Roku sales. I mean, everything right. really suggests that they could have new subscriptions sort of ramp a little bit. So, I think Q4 is going to be really solid. I think the stock will rip there, but. I think earnings, when you look at earnings projections out to 2019 2020, there's a concern about the hockey stick effect. I think there's going to be more spend. Earnings could be impacted. I don't know if investors love that.
1: Well, speaking of the Golden Globe Awards, in honor of the big night in Hollywood, our traders have picked four names that they say are award-winning stocks. Tim, with the vest, kick it off.
0: Uh, yeah. The award-winning stocks. Lionsgate, Lionsgate, Lionsgate. maybe. Lionsgate. Look, yes. We have microphones <laughs> on all the time. Lionsgate is excelling <laughs> on the TV side of their business. Their deal with stars, I think, extracts uh, enormous amount of value. I think it's an undervalued stock. It's a volatile stock, but I think in terms of content, <laughs> these guys are king. Go back it's to the back fire. Back baba, Go back to
3: the man. fire. Friday, Mine's right? Baba. Okay. I think uh, <laughs> Chinese e-commerce growth is off the charts. PK? I'm
4: going to bring you back to old-time TV. Circle gets the
1: square. I like SQ. Zions oh. will get you done. Big OA coming up, Mel. One, <laughs> that doesn't cross. You're on fast. See you back here Monday at five. Don't go anywhere. OA starts right after this break.
4: What's on the horizon for financial markets?